Hello and welcome to the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 146, where our flag means updates. Yar! I'll be your captain today, Ryan Spilkin, and joining me is first mate Smee. I mean, first mate Brenda Burrell. Brenda, number one, uh, we're mixing fandoms. So much. <laughs> For our viewers at home, I was talking with Ryan before we hit record. I am currently hyper fixating on our flag means death. I just finished watching the first season late last week, and it is everything. It is very hard for me to focus on anything that is not gay pirates right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's okay. I learned an important bit of pirate lore this past week. You tell. The family took me to a pirate-themed miniature golf course as a makeup Father's Day trip. And we had a discussion about the difference between a vast and a hoy. And it's very important. And it came up really because Adaptivist internally, I don't think this is giving away anything super severe. We abbreviate our name AVST. And when I see it, I jokingly think Avast. So I learned that Avast and Ahoy are not the same thing. Avast is like an injection, like, hey, pay attention, stop what you're doing. Avast, secure the riggins. Ahoy is hello, what's up, welcome. And a real pirate gets pretty salty when you conflate the two. As one should. Yar. (laughs) Well, why don't we sail off into the Atlassian cloud where a ton of updates await. And let's begin with our old friend Bitbucket Cloud, where Atlassian has updated the branch permissions and merge check experience. This went live on July 25th. They updated what was known as branch permissions to branch restrictions. So now in Bitbucket Cloud, branch permissions and merge checks can be accessed within branch restrictions, which are available in your repository settings. Over in Jira Work Management, you can now categorize items in your list. You can organize and break down your team's work in the list view by grouping your items by category. You can use categories to represent a topic or large body of work that could be broken down into a number of work items in Jira Work Management. You can also display subtasks on the board. You can now view the subtasks in the board view of your business project if your work item has a subtask. It will be nested below its respective parent item regardless of status. To view or hide an item subtasks, select the expand or collapse icon inside the board card. I like that. It's a nice update. It does sound very nice. And there are a ton of very useful customer service improvements in Jira Service Management where now you can configure your SLA format display in Jira Service Management. Some of us here at Adaptivist, not big fans of SLAs, but if you are, we we can dig it. You can now configure how tooltips for SLA items are displayed throughout Jira. The due date centric format will show you relative time and date, for example, today, yesterday, or the exact date for the completed or breached SLAs. And the time centric format will give you a view on hours left on the clock like eight hours and 30 minutes. Atlassian has also introduced compliance settings to send safe customer notifications from Jira Service Management. This looks to be focused on their security aspects of the 
platform. They're committed to protecting data managed in your service projects. So they've added compliance settings in JSM to help you meet your organization's compliance needs. After you've enabled these settings, the data including issue summary, issue description, comment, and attachment will be hidden from corresponding notification emails that customers receive. And your customers will need to log into the portal to view the entire information available on the request. Yeah, this this is something I think that has been asked for for quite a while, being able to configure what shows up in those email notifications. So this is a pretty important update to be aware of. Oh, yeah. Just the fact that the buttons for update customer update internally are so close together makes everything risky. You know, Mm -hmm. there's so many memes that can apply to clicking that button. (laughs) You're now able to configure the sender name for email notifications in Jira Service Management. Project admins will be able to configure how the sender names are displayed in email notifications that come from a Jira Service Management project. So before, emails could only appear to be sent from different users or the name of the portal, depending on how notifications were generated. Now you can change that within your Jira service management notification options. They've also introduced a reusable SLA calendar. In Jira service management, SLA calendars are used to ensure your goals are tracked based on the times and days your agents respond to requests. You can now save time by copying an SLA calendar from your current service project to one from another service project on your site, of course. Another round of updates has come to customer management with the newly improved customer access settings. The site level customer access page has been updated to allow access for customers from specific domains. And in addition, site admins can enable the settings so that no new accounts can be created if your help center only allows access for existing customers. Jira service management will also automatically display a default object in an insight field. They've added the ability to automatically display a default object when a field appears in a customer portal. You can toggle this feature on or off in the Edit Insight Objects field configuration screen. And finally, in Jira Service Management, customer notification editing now has access to the rich text editor from, you know, the (laughs) mid-90s. But what they say is, Atlassian says to provide a consistent editing experience with our other products like Jira's software and Confluence. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Right. To provide a consistent editing experience with our other products like Jira software and Confluence, we've updated the text editor in all the customer notification templates with a cleaner look, markdown support, and industry standard keyboard shortcuts. We're going to see keyboard shortcuts take a big stage in the next update. The editor converts things like links, code, and markdown on the fly, so you can paste in your content and let the editor do the work. It's like we're living in the future. Or the past. Hmm. The world may never know. The world may never know. Well, that was a lot of updates for service management. There's even more for Jira software. You can now edit an issue's priority from the backlog. You don't have to open the issue to edit the priority. Small time saver there. In company managed projects, you can now view deployment information on the board if you've connected a CI CD tool to your company managed project and your team is using issue keys and pull requests, commit messages, and branch names. Icons will be displayed on issue cards to indicate when there is a deployment linked to an issue. Hover over that icon to view more details about the deployment, including the environment name and the time of deployment. 
Also for company managed projects, if you've connected a source code management tool to your JIRA project and your team is using issue keys and pull requests, commit messages and branch names, you will now see development information on your JIRA board. Icons are displayed on the issue cards to indicate when there is a pull request, commit or branch linked to an issue. Again, hover over the icon to view more details. So both of those require you to be using the issue keys in your pull requests, your commit messages, and your branch names. Just be aware. The latter of those two updates also applies to team-managed projects as well. You can now create pull requests from the JIRA issue development panel. Again, if you have connected a source code management tool, you can now view the pull request via the development panel on the JIRA issue view. This will be available whenever an issue has a branch linked to it. If multiple branches are linked to the issue, you can select which branch you want to use when you create the pull request. Once you submit your pull request, it will be linked to the JIRA issue, giving everyone on the team greater visibility over how work is being tracked. You can also create commits from the JIRA issue development panel, just like pull requests. The development panel will show a link to create a commit. You can either copy the issue key or copy a git commit command, including the issue key. Once you add that commit message and push your changes, your commit will be linked to the JIRA issue. So some, some increased interlinking between dev tools and JIRA issues, which is very nice. Over in roadmaps, you'll be able to save drafts of your issues for later use. If you're using the inline issue creation function on your roadmap, incomplete issues are going to be saved as drafts. If you click out of the issue creation box, what you type there will be held as a draft. To save a new issue from your roadmap, you do need to hit enter on your keyboard to save it. You will have help integrating deployments in JIRA with a step-by-step -step guide. If you've enabled the deployments feature, but you haven't finished setting up your team's CI-CD integration, head over to the deployments page for a step-by-step -step guide on connecting your tools, linking issues to development work, and sending deployment information from your tools to JIRA. This guide's actually available to you at any time by selecting the meatball menu at the top right of the deployments timeline. Have, have you ever seen the term meatball menu? Until just now. I have not. When I hear meatball in any context other than food, I think of NASA and the meatball logo. But my brain works in weird ways. In Jira Roadmap, you can now have a full screen mode. A wise person once said, go big or go home. Atlassian's development team took that to heart which is why you can now toggle a full screen mode of your JIRA roadmap. Use the double arrow icon in the bottom right of your screen near the timeframe adjustment tool and enjoy your full screen view. You got to have a full screen view on everything, Ryan. It's, it's, not, it's not 2022 without full screen views of everything. I guess, is that web three? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Obligatory full screen mode enabled. There is now updated navigation order for notifications and automation in company managed projects. In your project's left side navigation, um, Atlassian have moved notifications and automation closer to the top so they're easier to find. This is part of a broader change to prioritize settings that impact the entire project. To get to that from your project's left side panel, select project settings to view the new navigation. So for those of you who are more like me and tend to rely on muscle memory, please be aware that our menu options may have changed, at least in order. There are some new automation templates to help you streamline release-related tasks. 
Uh, if you're using releases and versions to organize your work in JIRA Software Cloud, the templates are designed to help you save time by automating these release-related tasks or processes that you might normally do manually. For example, you can use the new templates to automatically send a Slack message when you release or unrelease a version or set up a new feature flag in Launch Darkly when you create a new version. Inline editing is now available on the version details page. For some fields on that page, instead of having to go back to the main releases hub to edit a version, you could now edit the version name, description, start date, or release date simply by selecting on the field and entering your changes. Only project admins or product admins can edit a version. And last but certainly not least, in JIRA software, banners in the releases hub for JIRA projects ready to start using deployments if your team has connected a source code management tool to your JIRA software project, but you haven't started sending deployment data to JIRA, Atlassian will show a banner in the releases hub to let you know to start integrating your team's deployment information with JIRA. Across the entire JIRA cloud platform, loading search results just got faster. Atlassian will now display issues that were created in the last 30 days when you select search in the navigation bar, advanced issue search, or go to all issues. You can change the search criteria or use JQL, of course, to find issues that were created earlier than that. But I think that's handy. Most of the time you're looking for the latest results, not last year's. As I mentioned earlier, keyboard shortcuts were going to come a come back to play and they have arrived all across the JIRA platform and in advanced roadmaps. There are new keyboard shortcuts available in all the JIRA cloud versions, and these are all in the issue view. To open an issue, select D to update the issue status, Q to log work, S to share the issue, or you can use the left, right, up, and down arrow keys to scroll around the open issue. You can view the whole list of shortcuts anytime from Jira's help icon or by selecting shift slash. Shift slash at the same time. Shift plus slash. You know that thing when you hit two buttons. It's a chord, but on your keyboard. And uh, according to the Advanced Roadmaps edition of Keyboard Shortcuts, you will be able to amaze your friends in full screen mode with a press of a button. Bam! The date range on your timeline changes. Press another button and kapow! The issue quick search opens. It's not magic, folks. It's just, you know, programming awesomeness. We will link to documentation on just what these new shortcuts are in the show notes. Finally, all across the Jira platform, Advanced Roadmaps Timelines header has improved. These are small visual tweaks to make your planning experience easier. And they're designed to make the dates on your timeline easier to read while not compromising functionality. You'll see a more granular date breakdown across the top of your timeline. You'll see the current day highlighted with a blue box. And if you hover over on releases, you will get a sneak peek at a release's name and its ship date. What is the ship date? Ship's log, star date, uh, mixing metaphors again. Easy to do when there's so many good metaphors around ship date. And last but certainly not least on our voyage into cloud updates, G Suite becomes Google Workspace. So in, if you are using G Suite 
in your organization administration. You will now see that renamed to Google Workspaces in the product and support documents. Moving G Suite to the new identity provider screen and giving two authentication policies out of the box, one for your local directory and one for your identity provider. So if you are using Google Workspace, just be aware of some verbiage changes and some, some updates around that. Avast me, Hardys. We're seeing land and we're moving into the, the on-premise solutions, beginning with Jira Software 9.1. This was rolled out on the 21st of July. And most of the improvements are back-end, but there are a few things for front-end users to know, mainly performance improvements for Agile boards. For administrators, you're now able to exclude events from the audit log in data center, and they've included the Java flight recorder as well. Another new feature is prioritizing search results in the issue navigator. In order to address the problem of searching through too many custom fields for those users who have plenty of fields in Jira, which uh, we know of a few of those, they've added a results prioritization feature in the columns dropdown of the issue search view when you're in list mode. So that's a pretty nice search improvement. For admins, you can now keep your site running like clockwork with app monitoring, where you can diagnose performance problems, spot issues before they happen, and open and create performance monitoring dashboards as well. And again, for the admins in the house, Atlassian has improved indexing management at Jira Startup. So uh, just making uh, your Jira Startup faster and run smoother. Several bugs were squashed in this update. However, there is a known issue. Editing a priority in the admin panel results in a 500 internal server error, and this issue will be fixed in the next bug fix, which is going to be Jira 911. While they are working on it, there is a ticket that is linked in the release notes, which we are, of course, linking to on our show notes, so you can see more about that there. So yeah, Jira 9.1, have that. Setting sail for Jira Service Management 5.1, also released July 21st. You can now stay on top of your email channels with the new audit log, easily checking to see if the connection with those email channels is active and making sure incoming emails are being processed correctly. Some additional improvements to Insight accessibility and uplift, including some color contrast issues, object schema view issues, and issues with the graph component across various views. Better PSMQ information logging, adding missing information about the logs, about message processing time and the total wait time for a message in the queue, message counts being outputted every minute in logs if you have debug trace enabled, and the current queue configuration being available on the configuration page. Now exclude events from an audit log, and there's description in the release notes of the specific how-to on that. In order to do that, you must have JIRA system admin rights. As with JIRA software, improved indexing management at startup for data center, making sure that there's a healthy index on every node. Same updates with Java Flight Recorder, prioritize search results in the issue navigator, app monitoring to keep your site running like clockwork. There's also a list of resolved issues, quite a few of them in fact, so uh, be aware that JSM 5.1 is now available. And coming for you. <laughs>
The newest edition of Confluence is 7.19, and it is a long-term support release. So this rounds up all the big improvements from the last year, including greater security, encryption of your database, password, use of multiple identity providers, new application metrics, faster permission checks for larger complex sites, and so on and so forth. There's more to the security with a new security checkup list. There are also a host of bugs that got squashed in Confluence 7.19. Again, that is a long-term support release, so they'll be providing bug fixes until 7.19 reaches end of life to address critical security, stability, data integrity, and performance issues. The last long-term support release was 7.13. So if you are running 7.13, waiting for the next LTS, 7.19 is the one. Over in Bitbucket data center and server on August 2nd, Atlassian released 8.3. This adds secret scanning to notify you of accidentally exposed secrets. So not secret scanning in the sense of we're scanning you secretly, but secret scanning in the sense of an exposed secret. When your developers collaborate on code, there's chances that secret information such as tokens, private keys, passwords, or environment variables may get accidentally added to your repos. Secret scanning in Bitbucket now allows you to detect when this information gets entered into the code base by mistake. There's some other changes. They've built in the Java flight recorder diagnosing and troubleshooting. You now have create repository available in the default project permissions. If you are preparing to upgrade to 8.3, be aware that the H2 database has been upgraded. So if you are upgrading from a version lower than 8.0 and using an H2 database for a Bitbucket mirror or server, you'll need to migrate your on-disk database file to the MV store format. If this applies to you, there is a link in the release notes for how to migrate your H2 database. Bitbucket 8.3 supports running Git 2.37. So if you are preparing to upgrade, take a look at these release notes. We'll link to them in the show notes. Uh, you'll see a few bug fixes and some instructions for certain situations that you may be running. There is a post on the Bitbucket developer blog about more reliable merge checks. It is not clear from this if this applies just to cloud or if this is also on data center server. My guess is it's cloud, uh, but it doesn't specify. There is a change that's been introduced to pull request merge checks that makes them more reliable by preventing pull requests from being merged while a build is in progress. It was previously possible to merge a pull request while some of the builds were still in progress, which could cause those builds to fail once that merge was completed. This could create an undesirable situation in this blog post, that's their words. So previously, Bitbucket would validate that the configured number of successful builds was present on a pull request and no builds had failed. When those conditions were satisfied, a pull request was ready to merge. The new changes enhance that to ensure that there are no builds in progress. I could certainly see a situation where a build was taking place and, and a, a pull request was merging it, causing pretty significant problems. So if you're using Bitbucket, just be aware, merging your pull requests will not be an option for you if a build is in progress. Moving away from Atlassian news and sailing into the safe harbor of adaptivist updates. We've got three for you today. 
The first bit of adaptivist-centric news is a new product. It's Microscope for Jira. Microscope is a power audit for Jira admins that allows you to audit your Jira and get critical insight into workflow, app, project, and user data. And you can use this to help plan migrations, clean up your instance, and get it running better, and more. Fundamentally, Microscope allows you to identify apps with overlapping functionalities. You can use it to see what projects are completely unused or how many inactive users you have and get well-structured, accurate data to make informed decisions that can help you keep your Jira instance healthy and maybe adjust your costs a little bit. Maybe if there are some app overlaps that you can eliminate or some users that you can boot and move your license around, Microscope can help you figure that all out. And we're running a summer promotion. I don't know exactly when this is going to end, but if you have server, if you have data center, no matter what tier of user you're on, guess what? Microscope's only going to cost you 100 US dollars. That's right. 100 USD. That can get you all that insight that I was discussing and more. What a deal. What's not to love, Brenda? It's a steal for what you get. I was going to make a pirate joke, but I, I'm aware that I've already probably worn it pretty thin. So. Oh, no, no, no. You know, this <laughs> this trunk is full of booty. Yar. Um, uh. Uh, be sure to check out the link in our show notes for Microscope for Jira. It's a pretty cool tool and we're proud to present it. Yeah, have fun. Over in Adaptivist Library, we have a treasure map to fresh new booty. Uh, 12 new script runner for Confluence example scripts for you to try. So these cover a number of easy wins from being able to bulk update emails to display database information on a Confluence page. You can bulk change watcher settings for users and groups across multiple pages and spaces, making sure your users are receiving the appropriate notifications, roll back anonymous permissions via listener, giving you control over what spaces you want to allow anonymous access to, adding labels to outdated pages via jobs. This is one that is near and dear to my heart because of doing knowledge management. I want to know what's outdated and, and labels is one way to do this. So you could auto apply once a week, any pages older than two years old could be labeled, you know, review me or something like that. So there's a number of useful scripts for Confluence in this little treasure chest please head over to the Adaptivist Library and check those out. And finally, in Adaptivist news, there has been quite a bit of concern around the future of Atlassian Data Center. So much concern that Atlassian actually went public with a recommitment to its data center offering on Atlassian Community. And it's been a big conversation. But Adaptivist recently stated quite firmly about our commitment to our products for data center for the foreseeable future. We have teams to support both data center and the cloud with no plan to change anything. We have this post from Adam Wignall that really breaks down our opinion. And what Adam says is to willfully misquote the incredible Shirley Bassey, as far as we're concerned right now, DC is forever. So we want more input 
into what you data center users need from your apps. So Adam links to a contact form. We want your input. We are committed to data center. So uh, check out what Adam has to say and yeah, keep on your data center because we're, we're going to support it for the foreseeable future. Well, that's it for this month's episode. We'll be back in September, hopefully fewer pirate puns and more updates of sterling quality as you have come to expect. Thanks for putting up with the pirate jokes this episode. As always, just thanks for listening to this episode. On behalf of Captain Ryan Spilken and myself, thanks for being with us. Comment, like, and share wherever you comment, like, and share your podcast choice. Feel free to reach out to us. We love to interact with our friends, piratey or otherwise. Connect on socials at Adaptivist. That's really it for this episode. We're going to send Ryan on vacation, uh, maroon him on a desert island somewhere, make him not think about work for a while. That's it. Ryan and Brenda out. Sorry, I was an idiot and drank a carbonated drink right before recording this, and now I'm bubbly. I'm sorry. (laughs) 